We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oklahoma City Thunder select Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga University. What a pass. Giddy underneath for JRE. The reverse and the rookie-to-rookie action. SGA defended closely by Westbrook. Tough. Step back. Gets up the shot. Bakes This is Udart. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We're coming to you live Sunday, January 8th, after the Thunder have just won their second game in a row against the Dallas Mavericks. We're brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffen. Got my boy J.D. Silva here. Fellas, glad to be on. We've got Justin Peabody. Hello, everybody. And none other than Taylor Peterson. You know, I instead of coming up with our Shea All-Star campaign, I think it's time. I'm starting to put together a SGA MVP campaign a logo for our T-shirts. Hey, we probably <laughs> need it. I mean, thinking crazy. Ahead. Thinking ahead. Yeah, that's Maybe right. for next year. Maybe for next year <laughs> when they're a top three seed in the West. Just saying. Think it big. I like it. Think it big. I like it. So as we just mentioned, the Thunder have just wrapped up a, a home game, uh, the last home game for the week, I believe, against the Dallas Mavericks. Shorthanded Dallas Mavericks. Uh, no Luka Doncic, no Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, lots of Christian Wood. Lots of <laughs> Tim Hardaway Jr., lots of Spencer Dinwiddie. But the Thunder prevail 120-109. to So we're going to do a little bit of a post-game recap here. Uh, as part of our weekly show. Gentlemen, first off, before I dive into some of the stuff we have written down here, any big takeaways, big thoughts, uh, feelings about this game? <laughs> okay. Yeah, that great. Yeah. Eh, on to the next one. It was a good was... week in Thunder <laughs> basketball, and this was just the icing on the cake. Taylor looked like he was gearing up for a soliloquy, and I was going to give him <laughs> give him the stage. But I had lieu, just taken a drink, and in, I, that's probably the, in, the in lieu of that. <laughs> um, I think this game was a pretty good kind of like microcosm for what the Thunder have been lately. Um, good, it, good, improbable comebacks, 
Shay is awesome. Uh, Lou and J Dub are giving really nice contributions. Kenny Hustle stays cooking. Um, Josh Giddy stepping up when needed, hitting confident three pointers. I think it, it, I mean, it really kind of covers what this team's had rolling for a few games now. Silva, play the sounder. Tingly in my Pringly. (laughs) (laughs) I laughed so hard when I heard that. Uh... (laughs) Uh, I'm a poet, everyone. good stuff that uh, so coupled good. with justin's uh tweet on friday night just <laughs> just ju- justin, justin was on one justin yeah. had his sistine chapel on friday night yes yes you peaked you absolutely with, peaked i have a way with words uh i i love what you said there kind of how this game was an encapsulation of the, the last handful of games i thought you were uh, talking about the the sound oh, <laughs> i love what you said there about that mm. uh, how it makes you feel inside. Um, and I even think, I was, I was trying to think, like, where do you even start with this game? Because there's so much to really be excited about and, and so many kind of big themes, I think, that we we saw even within tonight's game. And I look at a player like Lindy Waters III, which is definitely where listeners did not think I would be starting, I don't think, probably, uh, nor you all. But Lindy Waters comes in, obviously has a pretty tough uh, start to the season, first half of the season, especially compared to where he kind of left off last year uh, when it comes to playing with the Thunder. He's played, uh, had some really good co- contributions with the Blue on his two-way, but tonight he comes in, gets more of an opportunity, eight points, four rebounds, one assist. I think he had two, yeah, two blocks, uh, two of four from three, three of six from the field. And like, that's just like a small part of tonight's game. It feels like everyone from the top to the bottom, the top obviously being Shay, uh, all the way down to guys like Lindy Waters. Sometimes it's Isaiah Joe. Uh, it's been Trey Mann at uh, Omarui. Like you have these guys stepping up in big moments. Like the Thunder are doing all this without obviously Poku, uh, Jang, our, we know Chet, and JRE still being out. And the fact that they're putting up these kind of numbers, is just absolutely insane. My dad actually sent me a, a picture from the, the broadcast here a little bit ago during post game. And the, the last three games at home, and again, that's an even smaller sample size than just the last three games, or a very more more selective sample size than the last three games. But uh, last three games at home, really since the start of 2023, the Thunder have a 60-plus point differential, 53% field goal, or field goal percentage, uh, 46.7% from three, and a plus 21 turnover differential, which is just absurd. It kind of shows the high level that they're playing on both sides of the ball. And the other thing that I found really fascinating is in a game where the Mavericks essentially doubled up on free throw attempts, the Thunder was st- were still able to essentially dominate the game. And I know the, the Mavericks went on runs, like Justin mentioned. Uh, the Thunder were able to you know withstand those runs and then create runs of their own uh, in response, which is incredibly impressive as well. But the fact that the, the Mavericks had like 42 free throw attempts and the Thunder had half of uh, free, those free throw attempts and still played as well as they or still had the outcome that they did, like that's just, it's fascinating. I did not realize they had that many free throw attempts. I know. Good God. Yeah. That's crazy. In the first quarter, they were on pace to shoot like 66, I think, in the game. It was, it was wild. My my first big takeaway, guys, um, and Taylor, you kind of got into it there, but just the all-around effort. When you take a peek at this box score tonight, 11 guys played. Um, only two players who were healthy and available did not play. Every player that played scored at least five points. Isaiah Joe... Uh, was the lowest point getter on this team with five. Then you had, oh, I'm sorry, Mike Muscala only had four. Apologies. Uh, then Isaiah Joe. Three guys had six. One guy had eight. Then you go 10, 14, 10, 10, 14, 18, 33. 
So the 33 is definitely like the one of these things is not like the other. But still, that is a very like well-balanced scoring effort from this team. Uh just the it feels like over the past five or so games that the ball is just moving so much more. Mark Dagnall is really getting this team uh, to move the ball around, um, to to play side to side. They're playing five out. I mean, tonight they started Kenrich Williams at center again. Uh, but they're just continually like moving the ball. I'm trying to find the assist numbers for tonight. Thunder had 27 assists on 46 field goals tonight. Um, That's a big time stat. Yeah, especially when you have a guy like Shea Gilgis Alexander who can just get his own anytime he wants. Just creating that Shea and, and Josh combined for 10 assists tonight. Uh, once again, when you get back to that box score, you look at the assist numbers. Uh, uh, here we go. Every player except Eugene Omarui for the Thunder had an assist tonight. That's five, awesome. two, three, one, 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 five, five, two, two. The ball is just moving incredibly. Uh, they're finding open guys. The the chemistry, the camaraderie. I feel like you're really starting to notice it. The bench mob is coming alive. After Josh hit like that second three in the fourth quarter, assisted by Shea. I mean, Shea was like screaming in his face. They rough time for the Shea and Josh can't can't coexist crowd right now. <laughs> that, but, that play was so awesome. you were having fun. Yeah, yeah. It, it's. It feels like it's all coalescing. It's all finally really starting to come together. The you, vibes are great. You compare the ball movement of Oklahoma City to, I don't know if you all saw the clip that kind of made the rounds on NBA Twitter of the Rockets from last night. Oh, my oh, yeah. God. So where, bad. I mean, it, it, so uh, it's bad. like glorified pickup. Like, give one guy the ball, and he's going to dance around and try to make somebody miss, and then he's eventually going to pass to somebody else who's going to do the exact same thing and it's like one guy dances while four guys stand still. It is the complete antithesis of what Oklahoma City looks like. Jabari and, Smith Jr. is yelling at coach yeah. to take out players. And what like it's probably too soon. To start. It's probably too stu- soon in the pod to start crapping on the Rockets. We usually at least it's wait never like too soon. Five to minutes or so. Yeah, but like we're actually yikes, overdue. <laughs> yikes! Like it's rough. And you compare that to the Thunder, where you're getting solid contributions from Eugene Omarui and Lindy Waters, the third, and like they're playing within the system and they're finding good looks and they're being incorporated and they don't feel like they're out of place. Like it couldn't be more drastically different. And I think that's a big reason why the thunder are 18 and 22 right now, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Yeah. Wouldn't their preseason over under like 23, 23, yes, 23. So they, and there's a, a, there was a certain sports book. Somebody, I, didn't think it was I don't know there's a Thunder account that a uh, Thunder fan account that tweeted out after the game they had them at 17 and a half <laughs> the Thunder just got oh, that's, that, that sports book is called John Hollinger <laughs> that's right Tre- <laughs> treading water sports book uh, LLC now to kind of to all, all your guys points right there something that stood out to me is another stat I think it was Andrew Schleck who tweeted this out the Thunder have an offensive rating of 120.66 over the last five games over the past 10 games, they have an offensive rating of 117.6, which I believe is like top, at least top five. Might be even more than that, if I yeah. can remember correctly from his tweet in the NBA over that period. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of five goes games like, is small sample, though, especially when that incorporates 150 yeah. points against the Boston <laughs> Celtics. That that That'll helps. help a little bit. Yeah, I think there is another step from the broadcast. Let's see if I can find it. Um, 
Oh, something about their or no, the the stat I mentioned earlier that my dad sent from the broadcast, a sixty plus point differential. Yeah, a lot of that comes for that one hundred and fifty point game against Boston. That was a a bludgeoning. (laughs) Now, one other thing is Shea. Like, I mean, obviously, there's a ton of players we can get into. I'm kind of curious your all's thoughts on Shea because one thing I thought. Mark Daydon had a quote post game, and again, speaking of my dad, I said this as well post game. There, I, I kind of think there was a difference between. So, Day, well, Daydon said I thought he had a nice balance tonight. He had a cool thirty three, didn't feel forced, and that kind of gave credence to how I was feeling in regard to the thirty point game he had against Orlando compared to the thirty point game he had tonight. So, I'm kind of curious to your guys' thoughts on Shea and his over, overall game. It reminded me of. A, a contrast to the New Orleans game earlier this year and the Memphis game earlier this year, the first Memphis game, where Shea had two like really difficult games ma- being matched up against their size. No one else on the team really contributed in the way we've seen them contribute the last week, week and a half. Um, it, things are just looking way different now. Like you said, like the ball's flinging around. The offense, the offense before sometimes looked like, okay, it's the Shea offense because no one else is really making shots. And then it's, Shay's out and you're just pinging the ball around hoping for something good. But right now, like Jacob and you guys said a second ago, the Giddy and Shay two-man game is working. J-Dub is still being empowered whenever SGA and Giddy are out there at the same time. Um, people like Trey Mann took a, took a break to the G League, came back and started hitting shots. Isaiah Joe is like creating legitimate space for SGA now. Dude. Uh, things are so good. I was at the game. I got free tickets to that game on Tuesday against Boston, and that was like the funnest game I had ever attended for the Thunder game. Not the most, not the best game the most, because I've been I, I to playoff games because like, I can only imagine being there live. It's yeah. the most fun. I've I had a half-court shot for 20K at halftime, yeah. and it was just like an angelic experience. Vibes are so good, <laughs> and it, and they're still good. Okay, another t-shirt idea. Vibes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> There's a reason we keep Justin in charge of the merch. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> A few other thoughts. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Justin. I was going to say, we've touched on it a little bit, but that play of Shea finding Giddy and Giddy just like confidently stepping into the three pointer with like two straight five minutes, two straight plays. (laughs) Yeah. That plus the last game, the one that I covered um, with the give and go late in the game. Silver play sounder. Oh God! <laughs> in my Pringley. Oh, I was going for the Lord have mercy one, but both of those are applicable oh, okay, to the good. give and go. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. <laughs> so many ways you could go. Um, oh, amazing! It is hot and sexy and popping. <laughs> we there's a similar theme to a lot of our songs. It was so What's good. Going it's on. Anyway, a lot of horny it's erotic. <laughs> It's I it, those those plays and especially when they happened in the game, like both of those mm-hmm. examples were about five minutes left in the fourth quarter when the other team is knocking at the door a little bit. Like the game's not over, and the game needs they kind of need that like final nail in the coffin. That's when both of those plays happened in those last two games, and it's Shea and Giddy, in particular, Shea trusting Giddy. Mm-hmm. Um Giddy finding Shea on the give and go or Giddy stepping into the three pointer. Like that's, that's big time. And I think that says so much as like a microcosm about what you said of like the chemistry Mm -hmm. and those two playing together. The, the way those two plays transpired says, says volumes. 
So the second of those two threes, if you watch the replay, the way that that possession goes is the ball kind of gets swung around. It ends up uh, with Lou at the ball at the top of the key. Uh, He drives hard. uh, And if you look, so when he's driving, Giddy has rotated to the top of the key and Shea is on the left wing. And Shea, while, while, while Lou has the ball driving, Shea is like pointing over to Josh, like swing, kick it out, kick it out. And then Lou kicks it to Shea, who just immediately swings it to Josh. And that trust and like willingness to swing it, I mean, I might piss off some Thunder fans here. I really, please don't take this the wrong way. <laughs> if that's excited. Russell Westbrook in that situation, He's catching and he's shooting that thing. Yep. And I love Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook had the mindset of, I've got to do the heavy lifting. I've got to carry this team. Like, I'm the best one out here. It's all on me. And I think Shea is the best player out there. Shea's the best player on the court, period, most nights. But his willingness to trust his teammates, even in those moments, I just think that speaks volumes on the culture they're building there and what this team will look like moving forward. Yeah, Russ was the system, and Shea is a part of the system. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to put it. Uh, Justin, that's a short it. idea for you. <laughs> we yeah, are yeah. just some still great ideas just pulling out of this podcast. <laughs> Sounders ideas, oh uh, t-shirt ideas. That, that is what the uncontested is good for. A lot of enemies. Hey, created. hey my, my dream in life is for one of our shirts to end up on the uh, uh, the Twitter account shirts that go hard. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's just get tingly in my pringly going then. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Uh, I need to say, eat some pumpkin pie. Oh get tingly God. in my pringly. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All kinds of references. Oh my goodness! Um, before we end this doubt, the talk of this Dallas game, one guy we got to talk about is Kenrich freaking yes. Williams. I tweeted tonight. Ken, tell me I'm wrong. Kenrich looks like the dude that gets off his construction job, shows up to the outdoor court in some like dirty ass jeans and some work boots to run pickup, <laughs> and just cooks the shit out of everybody. One hundred and ten percent. Yes. Over his last five, Kenny's averaging only eight points a game, but 57-60-100 splits. Seems good. That's absurd. Six and a half rebounds, one and a half assists. He's just a dog. Like and he, I tweeted this out from my personal account tonight, but he just he makes winning plays. He had that series or back-to-back plays or possessions there. Was it in the third or the early fourth where he um, – Oh gosh, what was it? oh he gets the rebound, gets his own rebound, fights Christian Wood and some other pretty big ass player. Uh either dunks it or gets a put back now the other and immediately takes a charge. <laughs> and it's just the plays like that that are just Well, and he had the play tonight where he skied in for an offensive rebound and just big bodied Christian Wood like he was a child and then just laid it up, screamed, and walked back down the court. I mean, he he plays like he is a 40-year-old man playing against like his 10-year-old son and his friends. Yes. <laughs> he just, I mean. And I also, I mean, he even, and I see this specifically tonight, although it's always happening, but like I've seen that there's been a couple of times or like you mentioned that recent stretch that he's had, Jacob, especially when he started, I think it was the first game he started at center. I noticed him out there kind of being, it reminds me of some of Steven Adams when he, 
he was playing for OKC on the defensive side of the ball, almost like the the defensive captain, the the point guard of the defense, just coaching mm-hmm. guys out there, pointing them in the right direction, firing, trying to get them fired up. He's talking to, I can't remember who it was, but it might have been Trey Mann. He's trying to get them fired up. Uh, he, he's kind of jawing at him a little bit, like, you know, pointing, trying to give him, and immediately after the next play, whoever that player was, he was, you know, goes out, and I think it's a deflection, which leads to transition points, and as we've talked a lot about, this team is at their best when they're pushing the ball at transition. Um, he's just a leader on and off the floor and makes the winning plays, makes the right plays. He's very, very, uh, we're very lucky to have him here in OKC. I'm, I've been thinking about this. What do you all think is the biggest offer that Presti will get for Kenrich this trade deadline? Oh, I bet will he's there, getting phone calls. There's no doubt. Yeah. And Presti's obviously saying no, he's not entertaining them. But I'm just curious, like, there's a like, desperate contender, maybe the Lakers or, you know, with, with funny the Lakers that say, hey, we'll give you, you, said desperate contender, we'll give you like, both Lakers. of these picks. He'll be, <laughs> we'll give you both of these picks protected, but we'll give you both, both of these first. I know you say he's not available. That surely has to entice you, right, Sam? What do you think Sam says? No. Well, way. let let me let me rephrase the question a little bit, Taylor. What's the the offer where Presti can't say no for Kenrich? That's what I was wondering. Like what's okay, I, I thought <laughs> you were just saying like what what kind of calls do you think he's getting? Oh no, I, I am, but like what do you okay. think is the best offer of those calls? And then to your point, like what would it be? Yeah, I, which point can he like it's like man? Kenrich is awesome. Right. He's the culture of our team. He says he wants to retire here, but this is too good to pass up. Like, what does that offer? Do is the it- Warriors come and say, hey, we went younger Draymond Green, a.k.a. Kenrich Williams. So, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> we'll give you give you Wiseman and a first. Oh, good Jesus. Oh, my God. The, the, the Warriors could option. never offer that. They would never. You can't say face after that. Sure you the, can. The, the Warriors is, is good. They don't have anyone behind Wiggins that they really trust. On and Wiggins has been hurt a lot this year, so maybe like Moody. Hey, we'll throw him better they, Wiggins too. Would you would you like the uh, Moody offer? Anyone yes. still high on Moses Moody? I do. Yes. Love Moses I like Moody. Moses Moody. I don't know if I do that for Kenrich though. Like that's oh, the value would. that he brings in a to heartbeat. this team. I would do that in a heartbeat. M- M- uh, Moody can sign off on it. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know though. It's yeah. interesting. I um, get it. I get it. And there's intangibles there and like things you can't measure. Five heart player. Like, don't we have Moses Moody's on the bench already? But like, yeah, I he makes he makes winning plays, but there's definitely an offer there. And if a yeah. team gets desperate enough, Kenny's not untouchable like a few other guys on this team are. But I, I, I doubt they get those kind of offers. Like, I think they're going to yeah. get good offers for Kenny, but I don't think they'll hit the threshold that makes Sam pull the trigger. Do you think anyone would offer a fully unprotected first? If oh, they man. do, I'm taking it, probably. Depending on the not. team. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Justin, you just mentioned untouchables. I, I don't want to get down the rabbit hole, but are there... there? There is. Who are the truly, like... You call and you ask to trade for them, and Presti's just like telling you to go to hell and hanging up the phone. So I, the- I, I talked about this on my post game pod. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a, a question I think from Meek Leak, and it's Shay and Chet, but J Dub's very very close. If not it is, there already, how close is Giddy? Is Giddy like as close as J Dub? No, I don't think. Oh, so. interesting. I don't think so. I think he's fourth, in my opinion. I hey. think the versatility of skills that J-Dub has shown in a very short time 
combined with being a year younger makes hey, him a little bit more enticing. He's starting to learn how to play some NBA defense too. Yeah, he is. Which is with a seven-two so wingspan. Did yeah. a good job against we, Christian Wood tonight in limited. He's guarding possession. Christian freaking Wood. Yeah, <laughs> and he right a game after he guarded Kristaps Porzingis. No, right. dude, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Hey, we we talked game. Justin, like he's guarding, not only is he guarding Chris, you can look at the same game for yeah. example size. He's not only guarding Chris stops, but he's also guarding. I mean, I don't even remember. Oh, Monte Morris. Yeah. yeah he guarded you know? Kuz a lot. Kuz. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this tonight. Another rabbit hole. We've talked a lot about like J-Dub comps. I've mentioned Mikhail Bridges before. I think Silva and Taylor have both mentioned Jalen Brown before. One that I think we mentioned way back in the summer. That tonight just kind of made me think about it again. A little bit of Shea Gilgis Alexander there. Hmm. I I thought about that a specific play. Like Jacob. more saying a more athletic Shea makes it sound like holy <laughs> shit, this is the best player in the league. <laughs> but he's bigger. He's yeah. a bigger, more athletic, same style as Shea. I mean, his ability to get downhill and get to the bucket. His footwork needs improving driving to the basket. There's some times where he gets done and his footwork's not good and he misses. But, dude, he's... I I think Justin said this on the pod the other night. Like, did they get two of the best, like, four players in the draft at 2-12? and 12? It feels very biased to say yes, but I want to say yes. Imagine being I mean, the one. Sam had him his third-ranked. Yeah. Yeah. for half the halfway point in the season. Imagine being the Wizards drafting Johnny Davis at 10. Oh, Couldn't be me. He hasn't even been good in the G League. Speaking of Sam, hey. him and Coach Spins were going through uh going through Johnny Davis's stats and it, I so. had a uh, I had a bet with Taylor that a major <laughs> sports publication will write a like a redraft or a, re- oh, a re-ranking no. saying Jada would be top eight. We've seen that multiple times at this oh, point. Oh, no. The him at three. I've already lost that. What, what was the payoff? Eat, he has to eat a rotisserie chicken <laughs> on the pot with his yes. bare hands. <laughs> <laughs> Better drive over there to Costco, Taylor. <laughs> That'll be fun. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> All right. Let's let's move on from this game, and uh, let's, let's talk about something um, maybe not as pretty. <laughs> Taylor. No, we're not oh, going to talk about man. Taylor. Ah, oh. Jeez, God. Brutal. <laughs> Something worse than Taylor. Wow. Darius oh. Baisley. Oh. <laughs> Darius Baisley uh, appeared in eight minutes in that Celtics game. Uh, it was a 35-point win, and he was a minus eight. So, not good, Bob. Jiff. <laughs> After that, he's logged, is it three straight DMPs? Orlando, Washington, Dallas tonight. The Baisley experiment is over. Like, if they were had any plans on keeping him around on this team, he would be getting minutes, especially when Jay Will's hurt and Chet's hurt and uh, JRE. JRE is hurt and Poku is hurt and uh, Usman is hurt. And they have are starting Kenridge freaking Williams at their Dude. center. Yeah. He would be getting minutes. He's not. They're playing a two-way player over him. Yeah. For those center minutes. The, the writing is absolutely on the wall. Right. And if you want to complain about his plus minus, well, it's hard to log a plus minus when you don't play the freaking game. So just saying. Touche. <laughs> Nick tweeted out uh, and said, 
basically in a second is Thunder fans like favorite fake trade scenario. <laughs> and he promised a prize. I have no clue what the prize is. You're gonna have to ask Nick Crane that question. <laughs> this man said, You want a prize? And I'm like, Nick, what the hell's the prize? So uh Nick bailed on us tonight. So I have no clue what the prize is. Maybe it's a, a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> Ooh, we can hope. But JD has that tweet pulled up with all the replies. We're going to choose our favorite Bays in a second trade, gentlemen. Yes, there are uh, a lot of replies. So we're just going to kind of experience this together and go through it. We have a tweet from, <laughs> uh, hopefully I do not butcher this pronunciation, Uriah. Uh, they say, I'd really like to see if we can make a move for Jackson Hayes. Might be like Bays in a first, but we need some explosive bigs. You Tell you what, I'm not Jackson trading Hayes. a first rounder for Jackson Hayes. There's no, no way. Certainly not. Certainly I would do, Bays, I would do Bays in a second for Hayes. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, yeah. first tweet off the books, not following the rules. Yeah. Yes. Um, but Bays, in, I mean, do the Pelicans say yes to that? I don't think so. No. I don't no. think so. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, Jackson Hayes is that same draft class. Are they planning on paying him? I mean, true. they don't even play him whenever their full rotation is healthy. Yeah. An interesting one. Maybe you just swap bad players at the end of their deal and see if they work in a different location. True. For the, last the Pelicans also team. have Herb Jones and Trey Murphy, the third, and I don't see how Bayes would get minutes there either. No. Um, uh, let's see. Running through some more from Jonathan Mitchell, uh, Bayes in a second, of course, for the re- Nerland's Noel reunion. Uh, we have uh, Nick, Bur- Nick yeah. Burner, uh, Luke Mollett uh, saying Cam Reddish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a handful of Cam Reddish ones. Yeah. <laughs> They're Bay's all in a, Nick. Bay's in a second for Sadiq Bay from Sean. I feel like that's not enough for Sadiq Bay. No. Agreed. Um, but someone Sadiq com- someone complaining that we're piling on Bay's. Probably <laughs> 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 uh, not wrong. Another Cam Reddish trade. Tell we'll Bay's to play Nick. better. Yep. Uh, Bay's in a second or, protect, or protected late first for Ochai Agbaji. I feel like they already have their bays in Jared Van- uh, Vanderbilt. Yeah, so they probably don't want bays. Baji, it's a first round pick. Yeah, he's a lottery uh, pick. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I don't see that. It was probably not happening. Me either. Um, the 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 Plumley that's in Charlotte. I think it's Mason. <laughs> yeah, I'd, one of the Plumleys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, that'd boy. be like a money saving move for Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this. Oh, this is generic Suns fan. We know him. Oh, uh, boy. Saying we could help a team like Boston relieve cap space by trading for a guy like Noah Vonley, who was just cut. Um, Bays and a second or three seconds, they say, for Mo Bamba or Boban. One or three. <laughs> no uh, two. Bays and a second for Wiseman. That's dark. Really uh, dark. Yeah. No way the Warriors do that. No. Regardless um, of how bad Wiseman no. is. Yeah. Good God. Some of these. Uh, bowl, bowl. <laughs> um, Dayron bowl, Sharp bowl, and Kessler Poku Edwards. And Victor on the same basketball team next year. Would yeah. be a, a sight to see. Bays might actually fit in Brooklyn. Yeah. They, uh, Dayron now Sharp and fun. Kessler Edwards for Bays in a second. Oh, that one's that's from Braxton Reynolds. That's interesting. Some spice mm-hmm. to that. Um, God, some of these are like I don't know. I don't know if Bays being around Kyrie is a good plan though. <laughs> Bays would enjoy it. Um, Daniel Gafford. I don't. I barely know who get, who that is. So maybe someone else can uh, inform me there. Wizards okay. on the Wizards. Yeah, we just, just played the other night. Uh, okay, big man. So I, I got to be honest with you guys. Yeah, I was at the game Friday. Uh, Thunder versus Wizards. 
And every time I heard Gafford, all I could think of was Samwise Gamgee saying old Gaffer from the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and it just kept and so I was imagining Daniel Gafford as like a hobbit. Uh, it was like a really weird experience. Uh, uh nerd. Do you want to keep going? We're we're in the trenches at this point. Might as well. Yeah, give us a couple more. We're almost done. Bay's in a second for Isaiah Jackson, the center who I believe plays for the Pacers. Mm-hmm. I like Something that. There. Yeah. Um Bay's in a second for Goga Bitazde. Is he still in the league? Yep, he's with Indiana. Doesn't play okay. at all. Okay. Also with Indiana. Okay. Another um, guy that doesn't play at all. And that's essentially it for these. <laughs> we had some Lucas, some Giannis, some LeBron, but Perfect. that's about it. Nick, good luck choosing a winner. <laughs> well, we'll choose the winner. Nick's got to pick the prize. Oh, okay. Nick can't oh, be on boy. the podcast, but literally tweeting at us or texting at us right now. Yes. <laughs> what a weird tweet. <laughs> Uh, okay, funny. so oh, we also have uh, Jesse Smith at the very top. Zeke Naji. I don't know a lot about Zeke Naji, but maybe someone here does. Oh, I love Zeke Naji, but there's no way that that's <laughs> going to get done. <laughs> um, I don't know. Which one do you guys think is best? I like the idea of the Brooklyn trade. It wouldn't be for both players, though. It'd probably just be for Sharp. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bay's in a second for Hamadou Diallo. I feel like there's. Some contract. Hey, that give, Tommy. Me, give me the Nerlens Noel one. Ooh. Okay. But the Thunder get a Nick second. Called you out back, uh, Jacob. He said, I'm driving LMAO, <laughs> but listening. <laughs> give me give me the Nerlens Noel one. But the Thunder are saving Detroit a lot of money there. Yeah. So Detroit is sending a better second back. Ooh. The Thunder are sending a protected second for Detroit unprotected. I would love Nerlens. That's a good point. Back I, on this yes. team. Yeah. And he's still, I mean, what, like 25 now? <laughs> <laughs> he was Hot like a dogs baby. for everyone. Hot yeah. dogs for everyone. Um, no, not Cam Reddish. Can I just <laughs> No. Not Cam Reddish. I, I think I'm probably going Dayron Sharp too, Taylor. Yes. All right. The Dayron Sharp <laughs> one wins. Who was that, Silva? I, you probably don't have it immediately queued up. I... Can have it in Braxton Reynolds at B Reynolds 200. All right, Braxton, DM us on Twitter. uh, Say, Nick, what's my damn prize? And then we'll make (laughs) Nick reply to you and send you a prize. It's my prize and I want it now. (laughs) Um, Last Thunder thing to talk about before we move on to around the association. Is the Thunder tanking in the rearview mirror? Justin, I know you've had some big thoughts on this. Uh, Taylor, I don't know what just happened to him, but he's stepped away for a moment. So us three will talk about this real quick. Thunder currently 13th in the West after tonight. They are 6-4 and four in their last 10. Only one and a half games behind the 10th seed, which would be the final play-in spot. They're only two and a half games behind the Los Angeles Clippers and the 6th seed, which is a guaranteed playoff spot. So really close to uh, being in the playoffs. They are five games ahead of the 14th spot, which is the San Antonio Spurs. That five right games, there is the most shocking part. Yeah, five games is a is that's a big gap. It's a lot. And it's only going to get bigger. That's what she said. Because of uh, Vassell. <laughs> that's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah, about that. Yeah, that. The Spurs are going to get stink. so much worse. Yes. 
they'll yeah. probably play uh play they'll probably trade yucca Pertle. yeah by the deadline um so that gap is only going to grow the thunder are we've talked about it all season long they're they're on the fence's edge which side are they going to fall tanking or play in the tanking side i i feel like you know you're walking on the fence you're kind of unbalanced like t- teetering they're not teetering as much anymore. They're leaning farther and farther away from the tanking side, I feel like. Some more stats. Thunder are eighth in the reverse standings. They are only one and a half games away from being 14th in the reverse standings, the last um, uh, lottery pick. They are seven and a half games away from getting into that top three, which is where you get the, the highest odds to get a top four pick. They're seven and a half games away from that. That's like, in terms of tanking, it's almost insurmountable. It's hard to, to out-tank somebody by yep. seven and a half games at this point in the season. January 8th last year, this date last year, OKC only had 13 wins and were a minus 7.8 net rating. This season on January 8th, today, they have 18 wins and they're only a minus 0.3 in net rating. Over the last 10 or so, I think those numbers are even more absurd uh, yes. in, in regards to yes. net rating. So, gentlemen, the question is simply, is tanking in the rearview mirror? It's hard <laughs> to argue against it at this point. The yeah. last time we had this conversation was like right on the heels of the Poku injury news. And it felt like rough waters ahead for the Thunder, right? Like literally no centers a tough stretch of schedule but this dang team just keeps playing great basketball with center kenny hustle and i can't explain it you can't (laughs) explain it but it's happening and like they still have a tough schedule ahead and i think that the highs that we're riding right now probably get evened out over the next week and a half or so and we're we're probably in a, a slightly different headspace, you know, come two weeks from now. But even then, the all the numbers you just laid out, Jacob, it makes it tough. It makes it real tough for for mathematically for this thing to work in terms of the thunder getting like I don't I don't know where someone draws the line at like tanking. Is it if you get a top four pick? Is it five? Is it eight? I don't know. But I think where where this team stands at the all-star break is going to be like the barometer. I think we're still a little too early to like make the call one way or the other for sure. It's definitely trending one direction over the other at the moment, but there's still time. The Thunder still don't have a center. Unless they trade for one, they're not going to have one anytime soon. There's still a chance that the Thunder, as fun as this win streak has been, um, especially how they've been playing at home. Like there's, they're about to go on a big road trip against some really good teams and there's a chance they lose all of them. And that changes the feeling, but there's also a chance that they steal one of these stupid games or two of these stupid games. Yeah, I was about to say just one. And the last time right, they went on a big seven game, was it seven game, five game road trip? We said, well, maybe they'll win yeah. one and they came back better than 500. Yep. Yeah. So that's still very much a possibility. All that to say, like, I think we're still a little bit away from like making the 
the determination. But what I do think is where this team stands at the all-star break probably says a lot about what the, the last stretch of the season looks like. If they're within arm's reach of the playoffs, that means your odds at tanking are probably well out of reach by that point. And I would expect to see Presti do what he's done historically, which is like, give this cha- this team, like we talked about last week, give this team the best chance to be who they are. If that's not the case and the playoffs feel a little bit too out of reach, I could see things swinging the other way post all-star break. Um, so I'm a little bit wait and see, but all that, all that to say that the trend is definitely trending away from the top lottery odds at this point. I think at the very least, it feels like the stench of the last two seasons um, is gone for, even if this team only ends up with like four to six more wins that they did last year, I think from a national respect standpoint, people don't think the team is necessarily tanking like they once were. Like they're getting national acclaim, finally get a TNT game on Tuesday. Shea is by all accounts going to be an all-star and maybe even an all NBA player. Like even if the wins don't line up exactly, I don't think they're going to be like bottom five. That seems like unachievable at this point. Um, Like you said, seven and a half games away from top three. That just, that can't happen. I don't think unless you just sit Shea or unless he gets hurt, I don't think that's possible. Um, Even if they did that, I don't know. I mean, look at what they've done the past two games. They haven't had Shea. Beat the brakes off the Celtics. Beat beat the brakes off the Memphis yep. Grizzlies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the team's just good. Like Jada, a lot of it can be attributed to a guy like Jada, who just he's just happens to be another level-headed ball handler on a young team, which is not something you see that. Officially, I don't know if we've talked about that. I mean, there's again so many rabbit holes we can get on. To your yeah. point, sorry, not to interrupt you. So like, no, go ahead. Like I think we can officially say J Dub is no longer starting on occasion. He's a starter for the Thunder team. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Oh, and then you have like, you know, Trey Mann um, providing Hugh Spark off the bench, Isaiah Joe. You know, it's it, the Thunder started They're, have started off slow the past two games. They made their comebacks when it's been the shooters uh, around Shea, right? Like there's these different lamps that provide sparks. I mean, I think you bring up a really good point, Silva. And something both you mentioned, Justin and Silva, uh, about the Thunder kind of trending in the other direction. I love the stat that Jacob has here, uh, 1.5 games away. From being 14th in the reverse team, and he's compared to seven and a half games away from being in the top three lottery odds. And the uh, wise words of the great philosopher of, of our time, uh, Meek Mill, there's levels <laughs> to the <this> shit. <laughs> and so I think when <laughs> that might be a sounder as well. As, uh, oh I think when, when you throw out the word tanking, like there's these, these Thunder fans on Twitter, there's national media, there's national fan, whatever, that are thinking about the tanking that the Thunder have done or the quote unquote repositioning at the Thunder have done the past two seasons where Shea isn't playing some of those injuries were legitimate, uh, but Shea and Giddy are both sitting out. Lou Dort is sitting every other game. We aren't going to see that level of tanking uh, is what I'm getting at. But to Justin's point, I think we maybe could get to a point depending on how, like you mentioned, uh, heading up into the all-star break and a little after all-star break where maybe you see Usman Jang and getting more developmental minutes when he's healthy again and you know j-dub we still need to mix him back to the rotation like there's a lot of different avenues you can explore that kind of keep you where you are to where this thunder team is able to and with a little lottery luck still end up with a decent lottery pick and that's where we're we're presty we rely on him to really work his magic with these assets he pushes the chips in the middle of the table and you end up with a pretty decent pick uh, still in the first round to add to the score and then we're really we're we're really 
gelling. Uh, you know, we're, we're really getting the ball rolling here. Mm-hmm. So that is definitely a possibility. I know we've said this a lot, like Jacob mentioned that, that stretch, that away stretch that they had where they came out like 500 and we were thinking they were going to do much worse. It was where they were away for almost like two weeks. Um, I think this upcoming stretch is very similar, right? We have the heat on a, a national televised game in Miami. Then they have like a back-to-back against two playoff teams like Philadelphia and somebody else, I think. The Bulls. The Bulls, yeah. That's a, a Friday or what is it? Thursday, Thursday Friday, Friday, back-to-back. And then they got the Nets a week from on today. On Sunday. Yeah. I think so, that will tell us a lot. And then I think the overall that, question here that's is. That's fair. But how many times has there been a stretch this season, Taylor, yeah. where we say this next stretch will tell us what we need to know? So that's what I'm thinking. Like. At you what know? point, as <laughs> I've talked about declaring themselves, the, this group of guys declaring themselves. Yeah. It feels to me that they're declaring themselves. So if they come out of the stretch again, like, it, is it Pressy's responsibility as a GM to do something to help these guys? Does he let them ride them out? Like, what happens when this team officially declares themselves? What does yeah. that mean? It just, yeah. I don't know. No, no. I, it's, there's no, people want to say, oh, Presti will pull the lever when it's time. What's the lever? Last year it was we have COVID rules and I can call up DJ dudes. Wilson. I don't even remember their damn names from the G League and bring them up to play. Like, yeah, there is you can't do that this year. There is no lever. Your lever is oh, we're gonna sit Shay, which I don't think Shay wants that. Shay's gunning for an All NBA bid. Yeah. And even if you did, who are you playing? Oh, we're going to put Trey Mann and Isaiah Joe and J-Dub and Usman Jang. Like, I know those are young guys, but they've still been playing really well. Like, they are they had to sit Isaiah freaking Roby last year to tank. <laughs> you don't have yep, those man. levers this year. Agreed. Yep. I, I just, I don't feel like they're going to get that top five odds. Agreed. I'll tell you what, no. though. I've been it's thinking tough. more and more about this. They may end up with pick 10. Right? That might be... They don't make the play-in, uh, but they don't bottom out, and they just 10. they just get pick 10. Yep. I just... I have a feeling, more and more I think about it, the way the roster crunch is going to come up, especially in the next two years, is it going to be, hey, we're offering you 10, our own pick next year, the Houston pick next year, and a Aaron Wiggins to mm-hmm. get to five. Or uh, Trey Man. Yeah. I they maybe I'm, I, Dort. I feel pretty yep. confident that that we're gonna see as early as this upcoming draft. Yeah. The consolidation of those picks to climb the board to go get their guy. Agreed. I've already feeling done it that, last year with Usman. That's what I was gonna say is I, I have a feeling Presti's probably been doing that every year. Whether or not those trades hit is different. Mm-hmm. He's but making I think a call this though. year. Yeah, this year the 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 package probably increases. That's what she said, dude. <laughs> so, out of curiosity, <laughs> I was looking up what the NBA standings were on January eighth of last season, okay. and teams that are roughly about where the thunder. Nobody was exactly where the thunder are right now. Teams that are around where the thunder are LA Clippers. Remember what happened with them? They made mm-hmm. the play in Minnesota Timberwolves. Ooh, <laughs> made the remembers their play in Denver Nuggets. 
Atlanta Hawks also made the play in. Boston Celtics. Wow. And last but not least, the only one of these teams that did not enter the playoffs in some form or fashion, the New York Knicks. So that's six teams that are all roughly right where the Thunder are right now, and only one of them ended up missing the playoffs completely. That's interesting. That's tough. Yeah, that's, even look oh, at where. I, sorry, I missed one. Washington Wizards, which is what my <laughs> transition was going to be. Classic. The Johnny pick. Davis. So yeah. there were seven teams, and two of them missed the playoffs. But interesting. Wow. It's, it's going to be so fast. Yeah. And here's one it's more not thing. Impossible. It's yeah. not impossible, but two out of the seven, I think, is a good barometer. You could probably get a bigger sample size and look at more years, but I think that's yeah. it's really interesting to look at that. Yeah. Last thing before we move on preseason we talked a lot about how interesting the thunder schedule was set up that their the first half the front half of the schedule was very heavy with like really good teams and that they would probably lose a lot and then so when they had the chance to start winning was when they were going to pull the plug and start to tank and so you would lose the winnable ones to really tank we're almost at the end of that first half stretch where all the teams are really good I mean, when February comes around, you have games against you have three games against the Rockets in February, which oh, probably wow. doesn't mean much because the Thunder got their ass beat by the Rockets last time they played. <laughs> but I mean, in February, you have three Rockets games. You have the Jazz after the trade deadline. They might just be pulling the plug. Um, you have the Suns who have been very underwhelming. You get into March and you have a lot of games against teams like the Hornets and the Pistons and the Spurs and the Jazz again. Like you start to get to the easier portion of the schedule, the second half. And if this team, this team has gotten better as the year has gone on. Yep. The uh, Tankathon says OKC now has the 25th easiest schedule. Wow. That's crazy. That means there are only five easier schedules in the league. Four. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. All right, real quick. So where are we going to have the uncontested playoff watch party? (laughs) Yeah. Time to start planning. Play and play and watch party would be lit. We would be raging. Real quick, before we move on to around the association, we got to get some predictions for this week. Taylor just mentioned it. Tuesday, the Thunder are at the Heat, the only TNT game of the season. Silva, what happens? A W, a massive W on national TV, and then Charles Barkley pronounces Shay's name correctly. (laughs) I love it. Justin? I think they're going to take an L because the Heat are going to be coming back from their most heartbreaking loss since Game 7 of the NBA Finals. (laughs) (laughs) According to some people. (laughs) Taylor, what happens? I'm also thinking an L. It'll be a good performance for the Thunder. It's not going to be a blowout, but um, I think they're barely going to lose this one. Dude, F it. Give me the W. Hey. I hope so. Shea shows out. Josh shows out. J-Dub shows out. This is... The, Isaiah Joe becomes a household name. This <laughs> is the J Dub starts to get that that first team all rookie love. Yep. This is that people start people that aren't Thunder fans start to vote for Shea for All Star Game. This is the Thunder, Thunder got something cooking out in OKC game. Like I think these guys are going to be fired up for that TNT game and show out, especially after how they lost to the Heat the last time with that oh, Tyler yeah. Hero dagger. True. All right, Thursday, the Thunder go to the Philadelphia 76ers, who absolutely bludgeon the Thunder on New Year's Eve. Taylor, what happens Thursday night? 
Taking another L, fellas. <laughs> I think Embiid, especially them at home, if Embiid plays, if it's not a rest night for Embiid, uh, I think the Sixers will take care of business. They probably have Harden and P.J. Tucker back as well, who they didn't have New Year's Eve. Plus, Justin, what happens? Thunder coming off the national game. Yep. A lot of emotions. I think they're taking a Joe L. <laughs> Boom. That's good. <laughs> Silva? Uh, Kendrick Williams will not be enough to guard Joel Embiid. Uh, that's an L. <laughs> the jeans and the work boots aren't going to cut it that night. No. Friday, the th- on a back-to-back, the Thunder take on the Chicago Bulls, Justin. Zach Levine has been like crazy hot recently. What happens in Chicago? They're going to win for no reason at all. That's my prediction. I have no justification for it. There's no logic behind it, but it's going to happen. Silva? Win. Taylor? My logic is the same as Justin. If we're going with them, my only logic is two L's in a row, so uh, the Thunder would have to get a W in typical Thunder form. W. The last one of this four-game Eastern Conference swing is Sunday at the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, they are 14-1 and one in their last 15 games. However, Kevin Durant did take a nasty fall as someone rolled up his leg tonight, uh, left the game, did not return with a knee injury, and is due for an MRI tomorrow morning. Hopefully there's no like structural damage and he's all right, but the Brooklyn Nets could be without KD. Taylor, what happens? My guess is KD is not playing. Hopefully it's only for like a week or two that he's not. Um, but I think another W. I think we're going to go 50-50 on this road road trip. Justin? I'm going to say a dub as well. A J-dub, Ooh. you might say. Ooh. Boom. Silva? I'm going to go with an L because I said that they would beat the Heat and the Bulls, and they know where they're going 3-1 and one on this uh, <laughs> four-game stretch. <laughs> I'll be the optimist. I'll take a W. I'm going 3-1. and one. All right. Boom. This time next week when we're doing the podcast, we're talking about what a play-in game looks like for this team. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Genuinely. If they go three and one, 100%. It helps that the Suns are nose diving. Uh huh. And it helps that the Timberwolves traded away everything just to suck. Whispers starting shooting guard for the Oklahoma City Thunder Devin Booker. Take that at generic Suns fan on Twitter. <laughs> That's on. right. Based for, on a for second for Devin Booker. <laughs> he just ripped his headphones off. <laughs> It's, what's the meme of the guy that's like snatching the headphone out of his ear? Yeah, <laughs> That's him right now. Yes. All right, we're going to take a quick break, quick ad break. On the other side, we are going around the association. What's up, Thunder fans? This is Jacob from the Uncontested Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that we have fully redesigned our merch store to get you the best Thunder swag available. Just visit cottonbureau.com and search the Uncontested Podcast to find all of our new designs. That's C-O-T-T-O-N-B-U-R-E-A-U dot com and search the Uncontested Podcast to find new drops like Josh Giddy's Wizard of Oz or an ode to the Trey Man Step Back. We've also got all the classics like Dortal Combat, Lu Tang Clan, and everyone's favorite MVP, Shea Gilgis Alexander. The best part? You can get any design and the style of apparel you want. So if you're gearing up for the summer and want a tank top, 
needing a hoodie for the winter in Australia, or you're wanting a Pokemon onesie for your baby, we've got you covered. Make sure to go to CottonBureau.com and search The Uncontested Podcast to get your new Thunder Gear today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are back. Let's take a trip around the association. I don't even know where you're sitting at. Like. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. The all-star returns have come in. The the first round, I think the next round comes out early next week, Monday or Tuesday. Could be way wrong on that. I have no clue. I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying words. Um the Western Conference leader invokes LeBron James at 3.1 million. Uh the Eastern Conference leader invokes is Kevin Durant at 3.1 million. The thing that jumps off here for Thunder fans, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, number four amongst Western Conference guards, and only about 4,000 votes behind John Morant for number three. Now, to go from three to two is impossible. Uh, We have like three tiers of the Western Conference guards. Steph and Luca each have two million plus. Then you go to three and four, Jaw and Shea both have a little over 900,000. And then you go to number five is at 500,000. So there's a 400,000 vote difference from four to five. So Shea feels like very firmly locked in that three to four uh, section. Now, to be a starter, there's only two guards. You have to be top two. Fan vote only counts for 50%. Then we get 25% from the media and 25% from the players. Then they take your cumulative score, and if you are one of the top two guards or one of the top three front court players, you are a starter on the all-star team. This is around the association, though, so we're not talking about Thunder specific. What are some things that jump off from these early returns to you guys? So quickly, from the from NBA.com, fan voting updates will be shared on the first three Thursdays in January, the 5th, 12th, and 19th. Finally, with the reveal of the uh, starters on the 26th, uh, with the uh, NBA tip-off on TNT. So, there you go. You're right. So the, the 12th, on the day the Thunder play the 76ers, we'll get another update. Justin, what jumps out here? 
I mean, Shay obviously jumps out. I, I was shocked. And especially when you look at like players that he has more votes than, there's some real good players. He's got Dame. three times as many votes as Dame. Yeah. Dame, Wild. Jimmy Butler, Trey Young, Austin Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> so on the flip side of the coin, of things that jump out is like Russ and Austin Reeves definitely enjoying that LA bump. Neither of them deserve to be in the top 10. Four Lakers. Four Lakers made the list. Yeah. And Clay and Jordan Poole probably also. Clay, Um, Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, um, Kevin Looney, Kevon Looney, Andrew Wiggins, uh, Draymond Green. Six Warriors made the list. Yeah. Markets, markets definitely at play, mm-hmm. um, as it always does. Some some head scratchingness. One of the other things that stood out to me is, as much as it feels like Shea kind of like captivated the hearts of non Oklahoma Cityans in order to capture that many votes, I expected to see a king somewhere, yes. somewhere. But apparently, everybody out there is just voting for Kevon Looney instead. But like, where's Domas? Mm-hmm. So that there's De'Aaron votes. Fox, right? Yeah. Those are my two yeah. uh, biggest omissions. The two Kings guys, absolutely uh, combined with to the point you made, Justin and, and Jacob, you guys were talking about obviously the big markets getting so many different players. I, when I saw Shay's name at four and not only at four, but to your all's point again, uh, so close to John Morant, like that just shows you the the reach that Shay has uh, that, that he's the, the fandom that he's gained even outside of look, OKC, there's more people here than many realize I can say as a OKC resident, but obviously there, there's a lot more people outside of OKC building for Shea, which is really exciting. That combined with no Sabonis was the biggest one for me. And and obviously Fox and I even making the list of guards uh, fascinating as well. Devin Booker with only 200,000 votes is very surprising to me. I don't think people like this all the way there at the bottom uh, Mm -hmm. in the East. Yeah, Darius, I feel like, should be way higher. He's been awesome, but also been hurt a lot. Um, nothing else in the East like really surprises me. Derek Rose is on there. That That's just because the Knicks are such a yeah massive franchise. Uh, Paulo Bancaro at eight is pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, good for him. Kind of yeah. weird that he's behind Kuzma. I mean, I, I understand Kuzma's <laughs> been very good this year. What, what, I think it's like West Coast guys still following Kuzma, I'm guessing. That's mm-hmm. a good point. It's also interesting, um, just the order, Durant, and Tintin Kumpo, Embiid, Tatum. It's crazy that one of those four is not going to be a starter. That's yeah. wild. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Okay, so we've talked about the returns a little bit. So let's play a game now. Let's just draft the all-star teams. Yes. 12 in the East, 12 in the West. Uh, the order is we're going to do starters first, two guards, three front court players. And then we'll do reserves. Um, there was there are seven reserves, two guards, three front court players, and then two of whatever you want. It could be a guard, it could be a front court, doesn't matter. Uh, let's start in the east, and then let's go west. Uh, Taylor, kick us off in the east. It doesn't matter if you want to start with a guard or a front court player. Um, who do you want as your first starter in the Eastern Conference All Star Game? Well, obviously, give me Derrick Rose. Uh, <laughs> kidding, uh, Giannis is the easy answer for me. Okay, Giannis, uh, you are Taylor. Justin, take the next one. Is someone taking notes? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to figure out. Okay. Sylvia, you're the producer. I know, I, 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 I'm working on it right now. I want to get Ken. I feel like I'm at work. Our best guy. So we are, we are currently drafting the East team? Yes. 
Okay, after Giannis, I'm taking KD. He's been pretty incredible. Giannis, KD. Silva, who are you taking? Give me Jason Tatum. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, so that leaves two guards left. I am up. Uh, so give me Donovan Mitchell. Nice. Donovan Mitchell is guard number one. He's going to start for the East. Uh, are oh, we man. snake drafting this bad boy? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, go go for it. Sweet. <laughs> so I get a second guard. This actually gets kind of interesting. Um, I can't do it, dude. Do it. I think it's do easy. It. I think it's I, easy. You think Draft it's easy? Alley. I think it's easy. Give me some give me some advice, Justin. It's Harden. I'm taking James Harden. Yep. That's the as my second either. guard in the East. I mean, I think that's what will happen. So there's our two starters. I want Halliburton. Now we go <laughs> to the bench, the reserves. We got seven, two guards, three front court, two of whoever you want. Silva, it is back to you. Give me ooh. Oh, Joella Bead. Yeah, that's the easy one there. Okay, so a front court guy is off the board. Justin, you're up. I'm going with. Give me. Uh, give me. Give me Jimmy. I'll take Jimmy. Jimmy give Butler. Me. We got a second front court guy. Taylor? I think this makes it easy. I'm trying to keep track in my head. Uh, but assuming <laughs> Jalen Brown is not taken, I will take Jalen Brown. Taken. Uh, court? Do you want to give you our lineup so far? Yes, please. Sure, yeah. Give us an update. It's in our Google Doc if you want to look. It is the it is Giannis, KD, Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, James Harden. That's starting five. Yes. Then on the bench, Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler, Jalen Brown so far. Okay, Taylor, you get a second pick here. Oh, I get to go again. All right. Me, we uh, have Halliburton. We, okay, Halliburton. So there's our second <laughs> guard. <laughs> Back to me? Uh-huh. All right. Um, Give me Darius Garland. Nice. A third guard. At 10. All right. And fellas now. So we only have one more of the flexes <laughs> left. Silva? Oh. We have one Pascal flex play, one flex pick left pick. and one front court. You want Pascal? Yep. Good pick. All right. Anybody you want, Jacob? Anyone? Am I choosing who I want or who I think? I think that's yes. up to you. <laughs> yeah. I th- I think the last one will be Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Yeah. So no Trey Young? Correct. I, I think that that's not who I want. Yeah. But yeah. I think Kyrie Irving will get it. Yeah, I think so too. Wow. Has anyone has anyone ever done the anti Semitism All Star game uh marathon in one year? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Great question. All right, let's move out west. Uh Silva, you get to kick us off with our West uh West All Star starters. Three give, front court, two yeah. guards. Who do you want? Give me Jokic. Jokic, one of our front court guys, is gone. Uh, I will go second. Give me Luca. Taylor, uh, you're next. Oh, so do we assume that Anthony Davis and Zion will be healthy? <laughs> that will influence my answer. Mm. <laughs> it's up to you. Okay. Well, if we're going with uh, all players are are at least will be healthy think I've got to give the nod to Anthony Davis. Okay. That leaves us with one front court and one guard left. Justin, you get the back-to-back pick on the snake draft. <laughs> um, Steph. Yep. Yeah. Steph in the backcourt. Front court. Lord have mercy. 
It's going to be Lord LeBron. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. <laughs> it's going to be LeBron, but that's not who I want. But that's who it's going to be. Okay. Silva, who are our starting five for the West? Jokic, Doncic, Anthony Davis, Steph Curry, LeBron. Feels right. All right, Taylor. Right. We have three front court players, two uh, guards, and two flex picks. Who do you want? So we can get a. It, it, this pick is where I'm willing to go away from the like who I think will have the most votes to who I think deserves it the most. Shea yeah, the, the, okay, I was about to say reserves are picked by coaches. So all right, <laughs> Shay off the board. Yep. Um, Taylor. It is my turn next. Uh, I will take John Morant. That's pretty easy for me. Those so we two have still. Yep. Three front court and two flexes left. Silva, you get a double pick here. Okay, give me Zion. And give me Paul George. I was going to say, I think he goes Zion Paul George here. I yeah. agree. I like All right, it. two flex and one front court left. It's back to me. I will take Laurie Markkinen. Nice. I like, I like that it. one a lot. Taylor, we have one flex left for you, and then Justin gets the last one. Ooh, these, these are tough. Based off this list, though, and who's left, who's available, I'm going to go with somebody that's not on the list. I want one of the kings, oh, and I am ooh. like struggling to try and decide which one deserves it more. I'm going to give the nod to Sabonis. Um, okay, love it. Man, Fox has been really good this year. Justin, last one for you. Man, oh man. (laughs) This is hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really a lot of options here. Is the last one a guard or is it a flex? It's a flex. Whoever. Oh boy. You can go Austin Reeves. You can go (laughs) Havon Looney. I've had enough of Andrew Wiggins. (laughs) Jalen J Dub Williams. Mmm. Now we're talking. (laughs) Um man. Who gets it? Who gets the last one? I'm going to go with... Give me Lillard. Yeah, I knew you were That's who Lillard. I was thinking, too. I just, you yeah. drug it out all that time just to pick Lillard. I knew <laughs> Why he hasn't played it. enough? I don't think he will play enough for yeah. that. All right, Why so will we give us enough? our rundown on both sides? Of course. In the East, Giannis, KD, Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, James Harden. On the bench, Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler, Jalen Brown, Tyrese Halliburton, Darius Garland, Pascal Siakam, Kyrie Irving. In the West, your starters are Jokic, Nikola Jokic, Luka Doncic, Anthony Davis, Steph Curry, and LeBron James. On your bench, Shea, Gilgis, Alexander, John Morant, Zion Williamson, Paul George, Lowry Markinen, Domantas Sabonis, and Damian Lillard. I feel good about that. So do I. Pretty good job. Uh, No Devin Booker. Tough. Yeah, injuries they hurt too much, and they've been bad. Yep, they've been stinky. It's all about expectations. Like they've mm-hmm. been, they're better than the Thunder, right? Yeah. As far as record, but it's all about expectations. They have yep. drastically yep. underachieved, yep. and I think the Thunder have overachieved. You could say Agreed. drastically yep. overachieved if you're looking at John Hollinger's projections. So, <laughs> Rudy Gobert and John Hollinger take more crap on this pod than almost inside the Houston Rockets and the Rockets <laughs> and the Rockets. The contestants' three uh, biggest enemies. 
Uh, Chris Vernon if, gets fourth. If you're dumb or bad, Chris we're going to call you out. Honorable mention. That's a personal vendetta. It so, is. Uh, it absolutely is. Still all right. Guys, any other thoughts before we get out of here for the week? Um, Fun week of Thunder basketball. Yeah, really fun. Oh, hey, little uh, selfish plug here. If you all are interested in the 2023 NBA draft, Nicholas and I record a podcast, uh, part one of our 2023 NBA draft preview. I had a ton of fun doing that. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. That is why uh, I am pretty happy with the Thunder being in the like 10 to 12 range. So long as they end up like one with a lottery pick in general, I don't care how late it is. Uh, it, it, this is a very good draft class. It's a little unpredictable. I think after you get through like the first eight or so first nine, but after that, uh, I, like I trust the Thunder and their, their scouting department to pick some really good players regardless of where they end up. So sure check that out and uh, stay tuned because Nick and I are planning to do this like kind of every two weeks or so. Just kind of send some updates until uh, we as a group really dive into things come the offseason. I enjoyed yep. the episode a lot. Thank you. Yeah, I listened as well. Really good. Also making a way too early projection prediction. Thunder make a trade on draft night for a star Thompson. I like that. I, I like wow. that. Wow. You heard it here first. Not a man. Anthony, a star. Anthony Black also seems like such a Thunder player, but sorry, we won't go down that uh, any more rabbit holes. All right. We got well, Meek Leak, Meek Leak in the chat's asking where he can find said draft content. Um, you can find it in our podcast feed. Anywhere you get or your YouTube. podcast. Or actually, sorry, not YouTube. Nick and not I did not YouTube. go live. So sorry, Meek. Uh, I think you're a YouTube viewer, listener. So Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, et cetera, et cetera. You'll be able to find it. Awesome. Silva, let's run the music. Silva, will you give me one more tingly pringly before I leave? Tingly in my pringly. Thank you. I didn't you think I do that as a moment. I love how he like drew that out too. <laughs> we'll be back with you Tuesday after the TNT game. JD Silva's gonna be on the call for that one. Oh yeah. All right, Kool-Aid man. That, that means they're going to lose by 27. You're right. Uh, the, the curse is lifted, no, actually. Curse has been lifted. This is true. We also have post games for you Thursday and Friday night. Sunday is an early game, 5 p.m. Central Time. And then we'll be here 9 p.m. for the weekly show. As always, you guys have a great beginning of your week. We'll be back with you in about 48 hours. Until then, and as always, thunder up. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.